Good morning. Y'all doing all right this morning? Good. Johnny, when you went to Revelation 19, I was all ears. I was hoping you was going to straighten some things out in that chapter for my upcoming lesson. But that was good. All right. Mr. Ray, can I get you to lead us in prayer? Amen. Revelation 17. Revelation 17. Things wrapping up. Who remembers what we talked about last time? I was calling some woman a van. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Nobody in here, though. So, I hope. <laughs> what did you say? I was talking about Lindsay and Warren. No, that wasn't talking about them. <laughs> oh, man. Talk about what now? Yes, we were talking about the fall of Babylon. That's what we were talking about, right. So let's just, and, I, and like I said last, last week, um, you know, if, if you agree with me, great. If you don't, great. I don't have a problem with that. A lot of stuff here that's hard to understand, a lot of different opinions. I even said last week I was reading about a certain subject that's coming up. I got three books I look at. I got three different opinions. So what do you do? I mean, you just read the Bible and try to, try to do the best you can. And sometimes you just point out all the opinions. You can pick for yourself. Read the Bible now. But uh, we just not, are not going to understand everything. We just got to live with that. So we got to put in somewhere, like I said. So let's go back and let's read the first six verses of this Revelation chapter 17. So, and there came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, and I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. When I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. Um, again, don't forget, we talked about that word admiration last week. Doesn't mean he looked at her with favor. He was in awe of what he saw. Don't forget that. So we did talk about this, and I said there was a lot of opinions on who this woman was and what she represented. We talked about a one, maybe, and kind of got into a second one. So the first one we talked about was that it's the false church, and what a lot of people I've read after that believe that mean, they're talking about apostates in the church. And so that might be true, but... Like I said last time, I don't understand why John would veil that. He and the other Bible writers, and we looked at a verse in Jude, they didn't mind calling out the false church. So why veil this? 
I, I don't understand that. So I, don't, I personally don't think that's it. And then the other major opinion is that it refers to Rome. And this is kind of where we got to. And so most of the time when people believe this, they take it from Revelation chapter 17 verse 9 that says, And here is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. And they believe that's Rome because in ancient times, this city of Rome sat on, well, it was kind of surrounded, rather. Uh, a lot of times you'll hear it sat on. That's not necessarily true. It's kind of surrounded by seven hills. And so they tie that right in with that seven in that verse. Verse 9, seven mountains, and they think, well, that's wrong. And it might very well be. If you believe that, no problem. But just because it's got seven and seven and mountains and hills don't mean it's necessarily right. We have to be very careful about, about that. Um, a lot of times, using man's wisdom, we have to be very careful about things. Um, some things look right, sound right but they are not right um what's that verse in proverbs um famous atheist was saved when his father quoted it to him um there's a there there's a way that seemeth right unto the unto a man but the ends thereof are the ways of death i'm not saying that about these people that believe it's wrong i'm just saying we have to weigh these things out and there's a way, a lot of times, it seems right to man. But the ends are the ways of death. We have to be very, very careful. Um, so they think it's, it's wrong. Um, but if you look at verse 10, and, and I'm, not, I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure about anything I'm going to talk about this morning. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm sure about a couple of things, but, you know. I'm, I'm sure of that. Everything else, I don't know. I have a lovely wife. I'm sure of that. I have perfect children. Oh, no, no, they're not. Just ask Brian. They ain't perfect. <laughs> Kobe punched him in the stomach one time pretty hard. Brian will tell you he ain't perfect. I have to hear about it all the time. I'm like, man, just get over it. <laughs> Yeah, I know. So, um, verse 10. It talks about seven, you know, verse 9 talks about seven heads or seven mountains. Verse 10 goes right on to saying there are seven kings. So is the seven referring to the seven kings? Verse 10 says, and there are seven kings, five are fallen, one is, the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. Good luck. Well, that, <laughs> a lot of opinions there, too. A lot of people think it's talking about world powers going all the way back to the Assyrians and stepping on through. A lot of people think it's talking about Caesars in Rome. And, of course, uh, when John wrote this, Nero, I, I, I think Nero was, uh, I think that's right, Nero, maybe, was, one, one of them was in power. 
And it talks about one is, so that would be that one. See, I told you I wasn't sure about nothing. Um, so is it talking about ten, the ten kings or kingdoms? I don't know. It sounds like it to me the way the scripture flows. That's my opinion. Um, and if you look at some other things we're going to look at, I come to the conclusion that if that's true, if, if that is what it's talking about, then, and, very, and please notice the word I have underlined. And some of you don't, may not even care about any of this, and that's fine. You can go sleep if you want to. Exclusively. If this is true, the term doesn't refer exclusively to Rome or the Roman Catholic Church. And I think definitely Rome is included in this and the Roman Catholic Church. But I don't think it's just that. I think it's much more than that. So that's Jay's opinion. Take it for, for what you will. So what, what is he talking about when it talks about this great whore? And there are words here. If you just read through it, I'll try to point some of them out as we go. You won't even notice a lot of this if you don't. I, I don't know how, how you read your Bible. You do read your Bible, right? Okay. Um, a lot of times, here's how I read it. And there came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, and I will show thee the judgment of the great whore that sit upon many waters with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Whoa! I got that done for the day. Guess what? I did that this week. <laughs> I ain't talking about doing that before I saved. I'm talking about I do that still. And it goes in one ear and right out the other, and you don't get nothing. And if you think you're doing God a favor by reading this Bible or coming to church, you got another thing coming. This Bible is for our benefit. This church is for our benefit. You can enjoy it or you don't have to. It's up to you. But that's how I read it sometimes. And so a lot of times these words, and I, I, again, I'll try to point some of them out. They just, we don't, even real, we don't even realize the words when we come to them. And if we would stop and read a little bit slower, even in Revelation, nothing greatly unfounding about Revelation. You can read Revelation. A lot of people won't even read it. I've talked to people that will not read this book. Not, they'll read the Bible, but they won't read Revelation. They say they can't understand it. Well, I can't either. So what? <laughs> it's in here. I think God meant for us to read it and try to, try to understand it. And I'm telling you, <laughs> this whole thing is being set up before our eyes today. And old Biden's doing his part in the whole thing. Trust me. There's a major thing going on in Israel today. Today, not in these days. I'm talking about Sunday, today, June 13th. If you don't know about it, you need to go read about it. It could change everything. They're about to boot Netanyahu out, and a liberal government is about to take over that has Arabs on that council that's taken over. Arabs that hate Israel. Today, 
It's either happening or they're going to stop it today. So go home and read the news. You know, we talked about, um, I don't, I don't want to get off on this, but since I mentioned that, we talked about in one of our studies, maybe, maybe the tribulation study, which, I, you know, I've always believed that, you know, the mosque of, of Omar over there is in the place where the temple of Solomon was and that they have to get rid of that thing to build the temple. And that may be true. But I don't know if you remember or not, when we studied that, I'd read after somebody, actually a couple of people, that said, no, the actual spot of the temple was just in one direction, north, south, east, or west of that, in an open courtyard. They could build it right there without ever having to touch that mosque. And I thought, who's going to build, what, the Jews going to build their temple right next to a mosque? Well, I mean, they're going to have a council possibly running the nation that's Arab and Israeli? I don't know. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying there's a lot going on today. We are, we're in the last days. Now, if you don't believe that, you don't believe the Bible. Because the Bible writer has told us in these last days God has spoken to us by his son. We've been in the last days since Jesus came. But I think we are in the last, this is my opinion, we're in the last of the last days. No, I don't. Yes, ma'am. Yep. I don't, I, you're right, Miss Peggy. I don't know that we really believe that. It would change us, I think. And we don't want we don't want to up, upset the apple cart. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, I still think we're in the last of the last days, and I hope it changes me. And I hope we respond accordingly because, yeah, I mean, I've got lost people in my family for sure, lost friends. Um, getting down to where we're not going to have time to do anything. So anyway, Babylon, what's meant? Well, I'll tell you, here's what I think. I think it's a twofold meaning. What are you talking about? Well, all right, I'll explain it in a minute. I think it's both a physical city that's going to rise to prominence and it is a representation of a world system that has existed a long time. How can it be both? We talked last week just a little bit about types in the Bible. So let's talk just a minute about a couple of them. Types. Types in the Bible. Things that are a picture of other things. True things that are a picture of other things. Enoch and the ark. Who knows? Who wants to raise your hand? What are they a type of? Do you have any idea? So, if you think back, you know, God created the world. If you believe that, if you don't subscribe to evolution, God created the world. Put Adam and Eve in the garden. They sin. They fail. 
Mankind grew very wicked. God said, I'm going to destroy it all. I'm going to save eight people. Well, he said one. He got eight with him in the ark, Noah and his family. And so right before that, um, a couple of years before that, we don't know exactly exactly when or I don't, um, there's a man that lived named Enoch. You remember what happened to Enoch? How did he die? How? He didn't die. He was what we call translated. So he didn't see death. So he was translated. And then Noah and his family got on the ark, and they were preserved through that world judgment. So does that help any? Who do you think Enoch might be a picture of? Well, <laughs> Enoch is a very, when you're talking about end time things, Enoch is a very clear representation of the church. Translated out before the judgment comes. And Noah and his family are a picture of Israel. Saved through that tribulation time. So those are, those are types. Okay? The ark, if you read in the Bible, is, type, is a type of Christ. All right, what about Isaac, Jacob, Rachel, and the unnamed servant? Remember this? Isaac was looking for a bride for Jacob. He sent his servant, said, go find him a bride back amongst the people that I'm, I grew up with, our people, and he found Rachel, just to make a long story short. So I won't even ask. We'll just, we'll just go. Isaac, in that, in that instance, Isaac is a type of the father. Jacob, his son, is a type of Christ. The bride, Rachel, is a type of the church. And the unnamed servant, who is never named, no attention brought to him, always talked about the son. I've got, the, I've got these names wrong, Don. It's Abraham, Isaac, and or is it? Am I wrong here? Abraham, Isaac. It's Abraham, Isaac, and Rebecca. Let me change that. I'm sorry. Will you make a note so I can change that on this slide? <laughs> Abraham, I knew when I got to Rachel, I was like, wait. So Abraham sent a servant to find a wife for Isaac. Abraham is a type of the father. Isaac, being his son, is a type of Christ. Rebekah, the bride, is a type of the church. And the unnamed servant that Abraham sent, who never had attention called to himself, never talked about himself, always talked about Isaac. That's where I got messed up. That's where I knew I was wrong. Always talked about Isaac is a picture of the Holy Spirit. Remember, Jesus said, he will speak of me. And so that's, that's some introduction kind of to types. And then you've got, I'm not going to read these, but you can read them yourself. You've got prophecies in the Bible that are, I call them dually fulfilled. They're physically fulfilled on earth, but they're also fulfilled in another way. These here, if you read Ezekiel 28, you'll read what God says is going to happen to the king of Tyrus. The real, like the, the physical king that you could have, if you would have lived back then, you could have reached out and touched. Judgment was going to come. 
But the more you read those verses, you see it's also the king of Tyrus is a picture of Satan and the judgment that's going to come on him. And the same with the king of Babylon back in those days. Isaiah chapter 14 talks about uh, what's going to happen to the king of Babylon. And it's clear that he's also a picture of Satan and what will happen to him. So those are types. All right, I'm putting you to sleep. I always thought I talked about last week that revelation means unveiling, not veiling. And so, you know, if I'm going to stick with what I said before, that is it literal or symbolic? And if there's no clear proof that it's symbolic, we have to take it literal. I think it's a literal city. However, I do think there's support that it's also a symbol of a religious world system. Look at what the angel says in Revelation 17, 18. The woman which thou sawest is that great city. which reigneth over the kings of the earth. And then 17.5. Upon her forehead was a name written. A name. Mystery. Babylon. The great. No, the mother of harlots. Yeah, Babylon the great. The mother of harlots. And abominations of the earth. So, looking at these two verses, I think it's going to be a real city. And I think it's going to be Babylon. That's what I believe. I have to. If you don't, that's fine. No problem. You can look at these verses here that talk about, I believe, I'll, I'll read a few of them. It has to talk about, it has to describe the destruction of a real city. It talks about being burned with fire. It talks about um, these kings standing afar off watching her burn. It talks about um, they were able to buy and sell and trade. They can't anymore. Um, so I, I think it's a real city. I also think it's a picture. Notice what it says in verse 17. Was it 9? Nope. Somewhere. It says that she is a great harlot. Or great whore. That's what the Bible also calls her. She even wears it on her head. Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. John saw it. Evidently, she's not trying to hide it. And if you notice, harlotry in the Bible stands for idol worship. So when people set these systems up, they give their hearts to idols. They worship something other than God. In the Bible, that's called whoredom, adultery, fornication. The Bible uses those words to talk about that. So you can see Jeremiah 3 and Hosea 1 and 2 for more on that. Notice this. This is one of the words I was talking about. You know, just read right through and you don't notice. She's called the mother. Mother of harlots. What do you think that means? What do you think it meant when the Bible says that Eve was the mother of all living? Started with her. 
She's also called the mother of abominations in the earth. Which seems to kind of give us an idea of how far her effect reached. Look at these two verses. And there came one of the seven angels who had the seven vials and taught with me, saying unto me, Come hither, and I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. If you study that out, I think that's talking about peoples and nations and things like that, those many waters. Revelation seventeen fifteen says, And he saith unto me, The waters which thou sawest are where the whore sitteth are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. That angel goes on to tell John what the waters were. Look at this, 19.2. For he hath judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornication and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. So the blood of God's servants is at the hand of this mother of harlots. I think she's infected the whole world. I think that's clear. The Bible says that. But how can this be? How can Babylon have infected the whole world? (coughs) Think about back in Babylon day, what we think of, King Nebuchadnezzar. What does that have to do with anything? And how could his empire have affected the entire earth? I mean, when John was writing... It didn't even exist anymore. Neither did Persia or Greece. And even in Nebuchadnezzar's day, there were probably nations that never even heard of him. You know, they didn't have the internet or TV. So how could that, how could that have infected the whole earth? If you remember, and, I'm, and you probably don't because I didn't, Nebuchadnezzar's Babylon was not the original Babylon. The Bible tells us about Nebuchadnezzar that he was trying to restore Babylon and that he was restoring the religious system in Babylon. Matter of fact, have you ever heard of Marduk? That's idol worship. It's a, um, oh, it's bad. They had a lot of stuff back then that was just, whoo. And I mean, some of that stuff is still going on. You know, they they had gods, um, you know, Baal and and these other gods, and and Marduk might have been one of them. They made these images where they would hold out their arms. And there was fire burning underneath. And so they would take their children. And they would place them in the arms of that God. And their children would burn to death. They would sacrifice their children. For fleshly desires and wants. You say, well, I'm glad that ain't going on today. I got news for you. What do you think abortion is? 
I mean, when we start talking about after a child's born, the doctor and the mother can kind of go to the side and have a conversation about what's to happen to that child. We are, we are, we are way out there. Now, it's murder, I am proud to say it, and don't care. After it's conceived, if you get rid of that, it's murder. But when we start talking about after, the, after it's born, what are we doing? People still sacrifice their children up for fleshly desires. They don't have time for a child. It was an accident. They don't have time for it. And a lot of the people that are, not, not everybody, but a lot of people that are on the side of abortion say, well, what about rape and incest and things like that? First of all, you're talking about point something percent of this. Secondly, okay, keep those and let's take away the rest. No, they don't want to do that. Well, then let's don't even talk about it. It's murder. Um, another thing they did, there was a whole lot of, I don't know how else to say it, sexual stuff going on when they worshipped a lot of these idols. Bad, bad stuff. And that stuff is still going on today. A lot of these lyrics you hear, well, parents don't listen to the songs that their kids do, so they don't know. But a lot of these lyrics are talking about devil worship. And some of them don't even hide it. Yeah. A lot of the old, you know, I used to hear about old rock and roll songs that would be talking about, um, I can't remember. I was just thinking uh, something in the sky. And it would reference drugs kind of, but it wouldn't say drugs. You know, they'd, they'd kind of hide it. But nowadays, no. I mean, I've seen other things and, Lyrics where it says, Satan has more fun. They don't even hide it. So this stuff is still still going. Okay, I got to quit. Yes, sir. Right, yeah, yep. Now, I just read about, it may have been in some app I have, I don't really remember, I just read about this girl wore a, a mask to, to school that said Jesus loves me and was forced to take it off. You can't do that. Cool, things like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
Well, they're in, you know, things like that. The church is incorporating things of the world in. That's exactly what you're doing to try to get. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the thing today, the big thing today, you know, and it's been this way for several years is come as you are. Come as you are. Come as you are. The only problem is <clears throat> a lot of times you're going to leave as you came. And that's the problem. Yeah. Yes. That's right, Miss Peggy. Well, that's true. And you better back your ears because they're going to force you now to choose. You're not going to be able to hide anymore. This stuff is coming now. You're not going to be able to hide anymore. You know, we're protected a little bit by being in Mississippi, but it's coming. It'll eventually get here, and you're going to have to make a choice. You're either for him or you're not. You're either going to be silent or you're not. It's coming. So get ready. All right, we better quit. Greg, you want to lead us in prayer?